Hello, everybody. Welcome to Crosspoint Scripture Podcast. My name is Josiah, and I get a lot of joy out of hosting this little podcast, and I hope it helps you. I've heard from some of you and always encouraging me and letting me know that the podcast is helping you, and I appreciate that. Um, we're continuing in a little series, which is um, unusual for us. We don't usually do it, but um, we have Encounter Weekend coming at our church here in Cross Point in St. Louis um, as I'm recording this. And it's a time when we focus again on the place of the Holy Spirit in the Christian life. And so just doing a little series on verses from the New Testament that reference the Holy Spirit. So not topically exploring everything there is to know. That's not the nature of our program. But just taking some verses of the day that reference the Holy Spirit for the New Testament and um, looking at them in the way we usually do. And so today um, we continue on with 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4. Verse 8. Okay, First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 8. A convicting verse here. It says this, Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Okay, one more time. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Now, there's a lot of um, words in here calling for context, all right? Uh, It's a powerful verse, but it leaves a lot of questions open, and these are questions we really need to answer. Context is always important, but in a verse that concerns conviction of sin and saying that we are disregarding God, uh, we really need uh, to make sure we know what's being addressed so we can make sure we're being obedient to it and also so that we don't bind um, our conscience or other people's unnecessarily. Okay? So let's see what Paul is saying qualifies as disregarding not man but God. So it says, therefore, so let's go up a little bit and uh, to verse 1 so we can make sure we get the context of why Paul's talking. What is, what is he talking about? What, what should we not disregard? Verse 1 says, Finally, then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. Okay, so we're talking about sanctification here, growing in obedience. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. There we go. That you abstain. Okay, Paul's going to get specific here. That you abstain from sexual immorality that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness Okay, now here's our verse. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. All right. So Paul is talking here specifically about sexual immorality and the passion of lust like the Gentiles. What's interesting is that the Thessalonians that he's writing to are Gentiles, okay, ethnically. They're not Jews. I'm not saying there wasn't a single one there. I'm just saying, you know, by and large, this was a 
congregation made up of Gentiles, which was Paul's mission. And yet Paul's addressing them as though somehow they're not, they're not like they're what they used to be. Do you notice that? Not in the passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. So once these Thessalonians came to know God, they started moving in a different direction. And Paul says, you need to remember to act like that. And so the, the bigger context he's talking about is sexual immorality which from biblical terms would be sex outside of the covenant of marriage between a man and wife. And so he's saying, hey, this is a rule, and you guys need to stay within it, and God's will for you is your sanctification that you grow into this because this is holiness to God. And it's very serious to him, verse 6, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter because the Lord is an avenger that is not often used about God, especially in the New Testament, but here it is is an avenger in all these things as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. This is not something you want to go up against God with. This is not something you want to challenge him with. It just won't go well. He's, it's holy to him and sacred, and he wants it that way. Okay, and then here's the capsule that will help us just with our verse because we could, as usual, there's so many things we could do and talk about, but let's, let's stick with our verse here. So 7 says, for God, this is the important part, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards, that, that disregard means like saying, oh, I hear you, but I've got my own way. Or I hear you, and I'll, and I'll do that later, but for now, this is what I want to do. Okay, that's what kind of like disregarding something means. And Paul is just really driving it home here in 8, our verse, that when you do that, you're not disregarding Paul or the other guys that were with him or really ultimately you're setting God aside. So he just wants them to consider that, like consider what you're really doing. And then he puts this wonderful, see, this is, this is the power of the gospel. Okay. Paul, if he was just selling an ethic here and a way of life, a system of rights and wrongs, he could just stop there. But our verse shows him do that. He goes that extra gospel mile when he says you're disregarding not man but God. You know the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So isn't that interesting? The gospel and Paul and Jesus and everyone involved in it, they always reference the massive, intimate, graceful things that God has done already for you. Not not the thing you don't not things you have to earn or get or if you're good then God will do this isn't that interesting I mean that just makes total sense it's it's the way every employer acts it's the way you know is if you're good you'll be rewarded and I'm not I mean that work it works in the workplace and other places nothing specifically wrong with it it's just that the overwhelming grace and you know just kindness of God is that He does not operate that way first he dies for you first he pays the penalty for your sin this is before you've even said yes to him he pays the penalty for your sin lays down his life for you and then gives you his very self he gives his holy spirit to you <laughs> isn't that interesting the holy spirit is god he's god has given us himself he has taken up residence in our lives uh to live in and through and with us Okay, so Paul is just trying to drive it home here to the Thessalonians that this is a big deal. 
and it's not a big deal because sexual sinners are gross and especially disliked by God, and it's not like that. It's God has called you to something different, holiness, that we put every part of our lives, including our sexuality, into God's service, and he's called us to something different and to kind of make sure that we know he is personally involved in that call and that he loves us, he gave his Holy Spirit to you. And mind you, he's saying God gave his Holy Spirit to you, two guys that he is encouraging and telling and commanding and charging to repent of current impurity and walk a different way. Okay? So this is not being said like, if you guys finally get it together, then, you know, this Holy Spirit will be in you. It's, hey, God has called you to something different, and in light of that, on that foundation of grace and mercy, I need you, and the presence of God graciously giving you himself, his Holy Spirit, in light of these things, don't disregard God. Don't set aside what he has said. He is an avenger in all these things. Okay? All right, just a wonderful verse here. Uh, we, could go, we could go on. He changes the subject to some degree. Uh, in verse 9, concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you. You guys are a good example in this, and you're being taught by God to do it. So I'm sure there'd be a lot of cool stuff there. But I think for our verse today, we've um, looked at it as much as we can. Now, um, where can we see Jesus in these verses? Therefore, whoever disregards this disregards not man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Um, I'm sure there's many ways we could see uh, the Holy uh, Jesus in these verses, but one that comes to my mind is in the Gospels, Jesus was constantly lifting the veil a little bit and talking to people like, I do what my father, what I see my father doing, I and the father are one, things like this. So you find Jesus reminding the people that were listening to him that when they set aside what he's saying and reject him, they are rejecting not him, but God. And then he makes that same point to his disciples when he commissions them. He says, if they hate, if they hated me, they'll hate you also because, because you guys are working for me. I'm working in and through you, and it's not about you. It's about disregarding not man, but God. Okay, and then the last thing is... Uh, Whoever disregards this disregards not man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. The initial, like, we know from the Gospels that the first time God gave himself to a group of people and were and was like, hey, look, I've given you my very self, is when Jesus was incarnate in Israel and lived among his people. So that that was the same idea, you know, it was the same pattern where God was like, hey, I'm calling you to repentance and I'm calling you back to me and to show that I'm involved, that I love you, that I'm not separate from you. And, and if you come over here and make me happy, then maybe I'll love you. But instead, look, I've given you my very son. I've given you myself. So don't disregard me. Don't set aside what I'm telling you. You'll find that pattern throughout the gospels because that's just who God is. And that was what Jesus's life was all about. And then Jesus did the same thing. He said, look, I'm giving myself for you. So don't disregard what I say. <laughs> don't set it aside. Isn't that amazing? Oh, well, I'm getting excited about that. So uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, we'll continue on uh, next time, and I hope to see you there.